are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. With me always is my partner in crime, Mr. Gershman Lee. Lee Gershman? Yeah, that's it. Oh, Mr. Gershman, the syrup is on my shoe. No, sorry, that's wrong. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great, and I just wanted to bring up what we talked about off the air and somewhat on the air, but they didn't get recorded. Talk about that. Open up and say, ah, album battle with Aerosmith's Draw the Line. (laughs) Ah, shit. Yeah, okay, since you brought that poop up. Yeah, um, it was one of those things that I saw tons of people agreeing with me. I was like, yeah, Aerosmith is a lot better. And all of a sudden, I see you voted for Poison. I was like, oh, my God, I have to do a podcast with this guy. I'm embarrassed now. Why is he the one? Ew. Well, I was just being honest with myself because... <laughs> but you weren't being honest with us. You you agree that Aerosmith is better? You're just you're just telling yourself the wrong thing. Well, I like that Poison album better than Draw the Line, but I like the song Draw the Line better than anything that's on that Poison album. There. Oh, I thought that when when you say that you mean you like the album Draw the Line better, even though you like the Poison album better. Yes, I like the Poison album better than Draw the Line, but I like the song Draw the Line better than any song on the Poison album. But as a whole, the Poison album I listen to more. So even though you like the Poison album better than Draw the Line album, you do like Draw the Line album better than the Poison. No, I don't like to draw the line. Try it. Stop trying to confuse me. Stop trying to try. Stop trying to Bugs Bunny me. Okay, I'm. I'm just. I'm just... Rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, duck season, whatever. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I saw your little trick there. It's okay. I'm not drunk yet. <laughs> I. That's why I'm. Uh, well, that's not why I'm angry. I'd be angry anyway, but but it helps. Use your anger. Use the force, Lee. Use the force. Uh, I use my hand. I bet you do. Telling you where. <laughs> Well, if you want to hear a great podcast, check out the Rocket Combat Metal Podcast, where Lee did a review of, of Poison's Look What the Cat Dragged In. And I remember that. Yeah, you were drunk. But that was freaking hilarity at its finest. Was it? I don't remember. Yeah, Lee, you were funny, and Ralph was going, Take it outside! And you were like, <laughs> I, I, I talked more, and they wouldn't let me, because they're more normal than me. <laughs> Well, that's not saying much, man. <laughs> saying much. <laughs> All right. Well, today let's let's uh, digress here. Let's get into the album that we're gonna. First, I'll tell you the album, then we're gonna do our newer bands of the week. We got we're doing Maximum Security by Tony McAlpine. It's our first instrumental record that we're doing. It's a first for us, Lee. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Yep. Lee picked this album all by his little self. Ah, uh, yeah, I was I was feeling little. <laughs> um, Canyon was, was pretty. Was the, was the sky falling? 
This guy is fun. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Lee, are you there? Yeah. Okay. I guess you're holding your burps in. <laughs> I burping? Did you? Was I? Was I burping? I said yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the newer bands of the week. We have Piercing Immortality, No Remembrance, and Left Lane Cruiser that Lee picked, Claw Machine Wizard, on the Freeform Rock podcast. And when you check the show notes, I will put links up for these bands, their websites, and their um, uh, Amazon link to buy their albums and support new music. So here we go. Piercing Immortality, No Remembrance, Left Lane Cruiser, Claw, she- Claw Machine Wizard on the Freeform Rock podcast.
Okay, that was our newer bands of the week. Piercing Your Mortality, No Remembrance, Left Lane Cruiser, Claw Machine Wizard. So, Lee, why did you pick this record? I wanted you to do a good album, and I <laughs> want to stop talking about the group Poison. No, I'm kidding. Actually, um, this is a great guitarist, and uh, I figured, even though it's instrumental, it's, it's still an awesome album and that people should listen to. A lot of people, they say, I don't like music without words. It's like, well, why? I mean, does that mean that you can't hear music unless there's words? It's like, um, music's good music, and it's, this is just a really hot album. And I figure that it's a heavy album, and a lot of people like to hear reviews of heavy albums, so I figured this one would be a good one to do. Yeah, and this was his second album, and it got really good critical re reviews. And I was reading that it's his own. This album is only released to enter the U.S. Billboard Top 200, reaching 146 and remaining on the charts for 11 weeks. Ah. And this is from 1987. Oh my God, this did not sound like from 1987. <laughs> huh? It was ahead of its time. It kind of sounded like Dream Theater-ish, Joe Satriani-ish. You oh, know, yeah. it's pretty cool, man. Uh, so, well, let's get into this record. But the first track is one of the three tracks you pick. So here's Autumn Lords by Tony McAlpine on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was Autumn Lords by Tony McAlpine. Why did you pick that track, Lee? Oh, well, this sounds like it could have been a great theme song for a superhero television series called Autumn Lords. The melodic structure seems influenced by Chopin, but it's also a blistering performance, which is heavy, but also accessible and progressive. It's simply great. Yeah, uh, I was like, wow, this is like, <laughs> where has this guy been all my life? I've heard about him, but I've never listened to him. I heard he had a cancer scare that he got through with the fans helping him pay his medical bills. He had a, him and his wife, but I guess both got cancer at the same time. Man. So it was, it was pretty, outra pretty outrageous for a working musician not to be working, you know. Yeah. So this song is really good, jams, kicks ass, hard and heavy. And fuck, I never heard of him. What the fuck? <laughs> I never heard his music. I was like, pissed off. Thank you, Lee, for pissing me off, giving me a good oh. album. Well, okay. Um, I will do you the favor of listening to a Poison album um, as a way of saying thank you for the thank you. Please don't remind me to actually do it, though. <laughs> Take it outside. No, I'm sorry, Ralph. I'm not taking your stick. <laughs> I'm promoting your podcast so they go listen to that one because yeah, it's hilarious. Dick, you're, you're taking something else. Oop, oop, sorry. I don't take nothing. I'm a giver, man. <laughs> I give. Hey, I give, give so I'm gived out. <laughs> Shut the door before it enters. All right, well, let's get into oh. the second track, which is Hundreds of Thousands. What do you think of this one? Well, this is like if Ingvay Malmsteen could write a good melody behind the soloing this is one to listen to when you're driving fast down the freeway and the music's cranked up. It's hot. Yeah, I put so heavy and melodic. Love it. It's great music. Wow. You're just blowing my mind with this album, Lee. I, I want to go buy it. I want to buy this one and maybe get some yeah. other albums he's done because this is really good. Good, But I heard the debut album wasn't as good. So. <laughs> oh, I heard that one, though. Okay, and then we get into the next track, Tears of Sahara. What do you think of this one? Whitesnake should have written a song this good. Just have some great lyrics to this, and it could have been a great hit. I'm not complaining, though, because it works well as an instrumental. I like it. Yeah, this is great album, man. This is a great song. Uh, Okay, the drums are so clear on this. The production is awesome. If you guys like to hear great guitar playing, great production, check out this album, man. Go go buy it, man. This guy is really good, man. And then yeah, we I get... Go ahead, Lee. On album, on headphones, loud. Yeah, Back. I listened to this on headphones, and it was loud, and I was like, hearing shit, and I go, man, this yeah. is great production. It's really clear. Yeah, really good. And then we get to the next track, which you picked, Key to the City. So here's Key to the City by Tony McAlpine on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was Key to the City by Tony McAlpine. Why'd you pick this track? This is like a combination of Ingve Malmsteen, Rush, and Bon Jovi. But the Bon Jovi stuff I like, I'm glad Tony McAlpine never worked with Desmond Child because he writes great songs on his own. This is a great blend of heavy and progressive. It's, um, it's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song, man. I, I loved it. I love the keyboard intro with the pounding drums and freaking melodic as hell with his guitar. It's like, fuck. This is so... I, I would like to hear him and Joe Satriani play together, which they have in concert. But I would love to hear these two go at it, you know, and even put some Eddie Van Halen with them, man. That'd be, this is like a shred fest. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good, man. And then we get into the next track, five. The Time and the Test. What do you think of this one? The melody reminds me of Rush in some ways. But the playing is more like Marvel Comics. But I mean that as a compliment. It's fast and heavy. But people who don't like heavy metal could enjoy it too. It's a great blend of heavy and accessible. It's right on. I said the beginning kind of sounds like Ozzy Mr. Crowley a little bit with the keyboard organ. Oh yeah, it's really cool, and I, it's it's heavy, and uh, I've never reviewed an instrumental album, and it's it's kind of hard not to say lyrics and stuff. And I'm not a guitarist, so I can't say what he played and what strings he was using or what he chords was, he was playing. You know, are and he played it by strumming or picking. I have no idea. I'm not a musician like you guys, man. But, I mean. He puts his hand on the guitar and plays. Oh, That's all. I didn't know that. People do that? Oh. Shit. You mean you don't know how to drink water? They put their mouth on the cup, and they say, No, I put my mouth somewhere else. I thought I used a straw, but they got banned. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh okay, okay. Hey, man, no. we, we, could, we could make some money in Santa Barbara by selling straws to people, man. <laughs> You need, you need a straw? We got your straw for you, man. <laughs> I don't... I play guitar, but that... But if you hear my guitar playing, you can argue that I don't know how to play guitar. How are those rich people going to do their lines of meth and coke now up in Santa Barbara since they're getting rid of straws? Oh, really? I'm just wondering, man. Poor poor rich people. <laughs> uh, we, we, we could sell them the straws. I know. We could sell it more than the coke, man, because they'll need that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is what I said. I already said it was heavy, loud, fast song. You just get in your car and drive, man. This thing is fucking awesome. Great track. And then we get to the next track, which is the King's Cup. What'd you think of this one? Everything I said about the last song can be said about this one, except this has a little bit more of a classical feel to it, like maybe Johann Sebastian Bach. But he makes box sound cool. It's a good song. Yeah, this is a great song. Freaking kick-ass track. The guitar harmonies are so good and are awesome. I love this song, man. Thank you, Lee, for bringing me this album again. You know, I, I'm not worthy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm full of shit, you know. <laughs> um, I, I like that Poison album so much, you know. Actually, um, I, 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 I'm... I'm I'm starting to feel a little more drunk. I'm starting to feel that Poison album is actually the better album. I'm, <laughs> I'm fully 
and and that and that and I was born on Mars. Uh, they and, need they they were talking about having doing another Poison album because the first album is like comedy to them. They need to have you on open up and say ah if they ever do that album. Seriously, they are going to belittle themselves by doing such an embarrassing thing like do another Poison album. It's no much. It's not much worse for them to let me on again. Okay. <laughs> Dude, your class that that, up was, that episode was the best one you did with them. Seriously. <laughs> I I I don't agree. You don't agree. Uh, I I I like the the Jewish priest one because I think. Uh, well, there was one I did when I did a song, and Ian kept trying to say, "Okay, thank you, Lee." Thank you, Lee. <laughs> and I and I, I have a tendency when I do a song, I don't stop till I'm done, and I don't let people stop me. So, I did that. You were and like, I, you're like oh, Queen. Don't stop me now. I'm playing such a good song. So leave <laughs> me alone. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, well, then do the good song. But, but you know, um. There, there was one where people thought I was obnoxious as hell, and I think that was the Judas Priest one, so I think that was my best. Yeah, man. Well, you being on there is why I wanted you on here with me, because you're just freaking awesome. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm... I, am I better with you? Uh, I don't... Well, they're better than me, so you're probably better with them, but we, we make I, a good team. I'm better with everybody. Yeah, you you make every you make you make everybody have a coke and I smile. Everybody, good. <laughs> you can put me on, and I will rub you the right way. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> you go, would you be panting at the single? <laughs> no, no. Um, um. We only do that in Northern California. Oh. All right, well, let's get to the next track, Sacred Wonder, which was your last track you picked on this album. So here's Sacred Wonder by Tony McAlpine and the Freeform Rock Podcast.
All right, why'd you pick this track, Sacred Wonder? This has a great beat, and in a weird way makes me wonder what little Dreamer by Van Halen would have sounded like if Tony McAlpine had been the guitarist on Van Halen's first album. What? Yeah, this is as close as possible to finding out. It's a really cool song. Yeah, think about it. If, if Lil Dreamer had Tony McAlpine on guitar instead of Eddie Van Halen, wow. I couldn't imagine that because Eddie's my favorite guitar player. Yeah, but what I mean is this has a slow kind of a Lil Dreamer vibe to it. That's what I'm trying to say. This can give you the idea. Well, maybe they could jam together on Little Dreamer and it would just sound more awesome. I think that Eddie should take a sidestep. Oh. And let, let, just, just for that song. You <laughs> know, he's, he's good. I saw him live. But, you know, I, I think that they need Tony. Oh, you know, just to... I mean, Eddie's good, but I mean, um... David Lee Roth kind of needs someone to help him um, um, renew his creative juices. Alex is pretty good, but even Alex needs to have someone to perk him up just a little bit. Well, they need Michael Anthony, duh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's one thing that I do not think. A lot of people have been posting on Facebook saying they think Wolfie is a better uh, bass player. I mean, he's good. He's in the pocket and he's sometimes really, really right on with everything. But I saw Michael Anthony live when I saw Van Halen live and he is really, really good. And if you listen to his bass work on Van Halen, he has that sound, which is the Van Halen sound. And people are only saying what they're saying because there was some sort of weird stuff that Michael Anthony didn't write anything on Van Halen, but actually he wrote his own bass notes. He was involved with everything that he did. And it's, it's just, just weird that people are trying to say that he's not that good when he really is that good. Yeah, he. Uh, I've seen him live. I've seen him with Chicken Foot, and I've seen him with Halen. I oh, had. Yeah. I didn't see him with David Lee Roth. I saw him with, you know, the Scourge in the room, Sandy yeah. Hagar that everybody hates. But good. Um, good. I like. I don't. I. I've heard other musicians who played with Michael Anthony other than uh, Sammy Hagar, and yeah. they said he is really, really good on the bass just not his backing vocals he can play that bass he's not he's no slouch but yep. Eddie just wants to disparage him because he played he took he went out with Sammy you know yep. I bet if if Eddie said hey Michael let's get back in the studio and let's go do something he would have left Sammy like a freaking fucking heartbeat you know because Van Halen was his first love and he only went with Sammy because the fucking brothers weren't doing shit he was bored yeah <laughs> So what the fuck? He was waiting for them and waiting and waiting and waiting. And like Tom Petty says, the waiting is the hardest part. So I'll go play with Sammy then and then wait for you guys. But they got pissed off. He took Sammy's side and kicked him out. Fuckers. Yeah. You know what I heard? I heard that I saw Eddie Van Halen point to a wall which had tons of tape. And he said there's songs and demos on all that. 
and none of it's released. And that's enough stuff for 200 albums at least. And he, he even did more than me, I'd say, which is not that you would know, but I, I, I used to do like three or four hours of music in one day. And it's like he he's not releasing it. And I heard that when David Lee Roth first went in the studio before they did different kind of truth, they asked Eddie, did you do any new songs? He went, yeah, we wrote and did about 30 new songs, but I don't think I'll release any of them. I'm like, what's your problem? You know, you've got all those songs? You can do like three different albums and you're not doing it? So there's something weird about the difference between doing the music and getting out. Yeah, it's weird, man. I just wish they would get a new album and and let Wolfie do his solo stuff and bring bring Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony would come back in a heartbeat, no problem. Well, this is what I think about the song since we uh, went into a Van Halen rant. Uh, this is great song. I'm floored. It kicks ass and it's fucking genius. <laughs> yeah, right on. And then we get into the next track, which is a piano piece uh, that ah. he played, which is a uh, Frederick Chopin uh, etude. Number four, opus number ten. It's Chopin and it's Etude. But, Chopin. But I, I suck. I don't know classical music. It, I can't say names. <laughs> it's no problem. The only reason why I did that was because I wanted to look like a snob just for a minute. Oh. Well, <laughs> go, go, go have your freaking caviar, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I go think... Go eat your fish eggs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think of this... It's like, he's also great on piano. I dig it. Why not add a little classical piano? It gives the album a bit of class. I was like, what? What is this? I go, he was like, shred, and all of a sudden there's piano in it. And it's not what I expected, but I wouldn't, uh, like, fast forward it. It was really good. That's cool. I liked it. So you got me into a little bit of classical music there. Yeah. And then we get into track nine, Division. What do you think of that? I'm starting to get you... Anyway, this is kind of like the group Chastain, but not quite as plundering. This is my honorable mention for what could have been my track pick. It's awesome. Yeah, I said back to the shred, love it, it's fast and furious, not the movies, and it's shred-tastic. Yep. Fucking great track. And then we get into track 10, Dream State. What do you think of this one? Oh, this sounds kind of like Europe, but when Europe is really good... I would love to hear Tony McAlpine on an album with a cool vocalist. I'm sure it would be great. This is better than a lot of stuff that came out during this time. Yeah, I I, I was saying this is from the 80s. I thought it would be from the 90s because it sounds ahead of its time. Really oh. good. And um, I said so what- m- melodic jam guitar harmonies are so good. Yeah. The one bummer thing is that so far, we haven't had anything bad to say about it. And I usually like to have a little conflict, so this annoys me. Well, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll tell you the next song sucks, then, just to say it sucks. Uh, actually, um, we hear what I say. But all right. No, it's all good. It's all good. We, we can still be honest. I, 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 don't mind, I don't mind honesty as long as it 
just in order to please people. If 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 if, if we need to annoy people, then we might as well lie. I'm kidding. <laughs> Go on. Okay, uh -huh. then we get to the last track on the album, Porcelain Doll. What'd you think of this one? Yeah, if I had to pick a filler song, this would be it. This is more like a military piece that a soldier would um, fire a 21-gun salute to during a celebration of some old heroic war event. It's not a really bad song, though. It does sort of tell the listener... Okay, we're winding down now. You might as well remember to take your jacket when you leave. Thank you and goodbye. So in that context, it works. Yeah, I hate this song, Lee. It fucking sucks. Huh. <laughs> no, I, I just said it's a good track. Cool, mellow to end the record, but I would have picked something else to end the record. You know? Yeah. It's a cool jam. I mean, I, mean I, 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 won't, I won't skip it. You know, by by I mean yeah, yeah, it's 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 maybe the the the, the most calm song on the album. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. Well let's get on who played on this album besides Tony McAlpine. Tony McAlpine played guitar, keyboard, bass. They did you know George Lynch was on this album? I did and I kind of didn't always remember that. But yeah, I, I did know that that he on it, but it was like a memory that didn't come back for a long time. Well, he did the solos on tracks three and nine, which is pretty oh, cool. That's and cool. then he had Jeff Watson from Night Ranger did additional guitar solos on track six. Wow, that's really cool. And he got Mike Manny keyboard programming, and then Dean Castronova, you know him? Um, he's um from. He's played in groups that I know of, but he's always played on the albums that I don't know of them. Well, he's played in Journey, uh, Bad English, and now he's with the um, Dead Daisies as their drummer. Oh, well then, okay, I must have heard him in Dead Daisies. And he has his own band called Revolution Saints with his Dead Daisy guitar player and uh, Jack Blades of Night Ranger. He sings lead on that. He was drums on 1, 3, 5, and 6. And wow. Atma Arner drums on tracks 4, 7, 9, and 11. Steve Fortuno, engineering. Dean Alden, engineering assistant. Greg Horn, mastering. And Mike Varney, production. Mike Varney, that name sounds familiar. Who yeah, he was from um, Shrapnel Records, and he um, he did some called like U.S. Metal. It was just um, a. He was based in Los Angeles, so most of the people, I think, who were on that compilation were, like, from L.A., but groups who may have had one song or two songs, and he picked the song each, and he did. It's like the KTEL album of metal, but wasn't um, well-known people at the time. And it's possible that Steeler... The group with Inge Mountstein was on that and a few other people, and they eventually got well-known, but there might have been a few people who weren't. All right. The, the, the guitar guy. In fact, I think he um, was who Paul Stanley went to when he needed a new guitarist, and Mike Varney mentioned Mark St. John. Cool, because I've heard his name in like a lot of podcasts and just can't yeah. place him. 
And then, yeah. um, well, that's it for this album. Uh, like I said, it charted at 146 and stayed on the 200 for 11 weeks. And um, this is a cool album, Lee. Thank you for bringing this to me. And um, wow. since last night, I've been on a freaking Leonard Skinner kick because I saw uh, a Showtime documentary on Leonard Skinner called If I Leave Here Tomorrow. Oh. Really cool. So next week, I want to do Leonard Skinner's Street Survivor. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I won't say any more because we have to have people go to the episode to find out, but I'll listen to it again. Yeah, no spoilers. It was their last album with uh, Ronnie Van Zant because they died tragically in a plane crash. Yeah. Which is sad. So, I spoil the album. They might spoil it, but I won't. Oh, oops. Oops, oops. I know, I know. Well, I was going to do that one, or it's pronounced Leonard Skinner, but I think we'll do this one. Though. I it's better to do at least Street Survivors, because I've heard that less. Yeah, all right. And then right now we have our tracks of the week. You picked John Lennon Beef Jerky, which is an instrumental to go with this album. Yeah. I did not pick an instrumental. I should have picked one when I heard this. I actually only picked it just because I liked the song, and I, and I was listening to Beatles and was on a Beatles that was funny. I was watching a John John Lennon documentary on on uh, reels when you put that. Oh, that's funny. That's cool. And then I'm gonna pick Allison Chains from Black Fades into Blue, called Your Decision with No Lane Staley. This is with their uh, newer lineup. Uh, that's the lineup I like. You finally picked a song I like. Thank you. Your decision. I. This is my favorite of all time. Allison Chains song. Sorry, it might be sacrilege. But I like the song better than anything Lane Staley did, and I love Lane Staley. So, hey, man, um, you, you're starting to make me feel good. Hey, <laughs> man, sorry about everything I said about that that thing that you said about that Dawkins album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't like to rock with Dawkins? Rocking with Dawkins? Yeah, um, anyone that does that album open up and say, oh, it's bad. That's poison. No, yeah, fuck, you made me remember that name. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right, no. well, let's get into the tracks of the week, and until it, next week, Lee, I do. All right, I do, too. I do, too, too, do. And then <laughs> here's John Lennon, Beef Jerky, and Allison Change, your decision. And until next week, take it sleazy, or take it easy, or whatever you're feasy. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, bye.
Now let's get into the promos. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I wanna rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You gotta fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. The Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. Ear Peeler, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Punch it, get blasted! From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina. Skitter pal, meow meow. This is Bushy. And the mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure only on the plug with Bushy and the mountain man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much. Rock and Rollers, if you want a podcast that kicks a lot of ass, make sure you check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast on YouTube. Every week, yours truly looks at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life and also in the history of rock and roll in general. And I'm usually joined by a friend or two, and I cover everything from ACDC and the Eagles to Pink Floyd, to Rush, to The Who, and everything in between. But there is no country music, no Tim McGraw, no Garth fucking Brooks, no rap, no Wu-Tang Clan, no fucking Jay-Z on the show, because that shit is frowned upon with this rock and roll. So if you want a kick-ass rock and roll podcast, check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. New episodes up every Tuesday, exclusively on YouTube. Hey, this is Lee Gerstmann, and if you like to hear some stuff that's like, you don't know what it's going to be, and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's going to be, check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstmann Show, and it's just me doing reviews or me doing horsing around or whatever I'm doing. Check it out, please. 
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.